It's Monday. We have a big, big, big week planned. And I think, okay, we've been coming off some really big, big weeks here on our show. And this week, not to disappoint any of our listeners, we're giving away pink tickets because pink is coming back in concert to the X next October, Friday 18th. And you saw her last year at the Target Field. Target Field. She She was on her stadium tour. It was... Phenomenal. Phenomenally wonderful. So she'll dial it back because of the constraints of the Excel, but she'll still be whizzing all over the arena with her aerobics. Because we saw this on her first go-round. At the the Excel where she mm -hmm. goes and does her aerobics and works the room. It works the arena. Amazing. This is exciting news. I love it. So for people later in our show, we're going to finish the line. Um, we'll let you know when to call in. But also um, for pre-sale, because these are going to go fast. It's just one night. Um, let's see here. City, if you have a city card, pre-sale starts tomorrow morning at 10. A Verizon, if you're a Verizon cell phone, at 10 a.m. tomorrow as well. And then these end on Thursday. And um, then they start and go on sale to the general public this Friday morning at 10 a.m. Remember, she set a record at Target Field for attendance. I know. Like it was 48,000. She beat Kenny Chesney. Oh, and I didn't go to this. And I this was, I mean, you, you saw had FOMO for I had this FOMO one. for yeah. this. I had FOMO for Beyonce. But yeah. she is, she it is. Was, it was such a great show. So that's going to be yeah. super fun. Very good. I don't know who likes us around here, but I'm glad about it. <laughs> yes. And no kidding. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, uh, a, well, I feel like everybody, there was so much football this weekend. And having a husband who's, um, you know, a limited by his shoulder block and arm sling. Limited activity. Limited activity. We uh-huh. did luckily get out of the house and he put on hard pants and hard shoes and we went to Mancini's <laughs> on Fun. Friday night. He was like, Fun. I've got hard pants and hard shoes on. Oh, that's funny. I know. And uh yeah, it was uh it was it was really fun. They had a real fun band there called the Riverside Hitman and saw a lot of people and Shout as it out always to Lynn is. And Ted at St. Paul Winter Carnival Week is they, starting Lynn this week. Lynn and Ted were there from Hammernix, uh, and uh, and like anytime you go to Mancini's, if you're from St. Paul, you will run into someone from you St. went Paul. to grade school. Casey yeah. ran into someone um, that went to open school. Oh wow! Uh, when it was across from Porky's. Oh yeah. We that's where we went. I went there one year. Yeah, I told the gal who we were talking to. I said Julia always blames her lack of reading on that I missed, year. I missed third grade grammar, <laughs> all of it, and then came back to my parochial school in fourth grade. Yeah, and didn't do one thing in my third grade year. <laughs> yeah, it was very good for people who had um, artists. Oh, it wasn't for me. Yeah, you know I needed structure when I was eight. Most third graders do. <laughs> Toddlers and small children do well under structure. But it was an interesting (laughs) year. I had um, some amazing fun. um, Friday night, I had some gals over and we played games and wholly competitive and laughed so hard. And then Saturday, I had a Tommy Mommy get together at my friend's cabin out in Dassel, Minnesota, home of the giant ball of twine. Oh, my. And I'm telling you, I thought we were going to pee our pants. I am just laughing and playing um, the card game golf. Have you guys ever played that? Golf? Golf. No. 
Have you ever played that? Ah, it sounds familiar, but not so recently. So easy. You don't yeah. have to spend a lot yeah. of time thinking, but you play nine rounds, and the goal is to get the lowest score. Nice. And you kind of have your cards cancel each other out. It's very fun, very easy, but we, I couldn't, I, I left so hard. It was just funny, and we watched the game in the background, and... You know, it's kind of fun. This group, we have our boys haven't played baseball in 10 years. That long. Or I think we met 10 years ago, but it feels like it's been forever ago. Yeah. So it was kind of um, fun hanging out. Lots and lots of fun and lots and lots of sugar. Oh, I'm going to say. Good. I ate a lot of sugar. Good for you. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. I'm having, I'm having a sugar withdrawal day. <laughs> and we want to remind everybody the MyTalk Awards are going on yes. voting is going on through Thursday of this week. And apparently you can vote every day. You can do it from different um, things, your phone, your computer. You can do it from different browsers, Google. Uh, I've been um, voting Safari. like a couple times a day on two different devices since last week. Really? Yeah. I, I thought it was one and done. No, no. And, you know, I feel so good about our picks. Um, our musical artists of the year, you know, Taylor Swift, Movie of the year, we added drama. We got booted out for our saying the TNT rom com. They had a very funny, um, I still love that, uh, you know, admonishment thing with the guy with the, the voice. The the voice. Deep if we'll play it again, we'll pull, we will. pull it up at some point. So every time movie of the year, I'm just voting over and over for Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that your pick? Okay. Brad, well, Bradley and Don's pick. And mm-hmm. then for um, TV show of the year, the Golden Bachelor, duh, that's duh. a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Actor of the Year, Ryan Gosling. Um, and duh. then Actress of the Year, Margot Robbie for Barbie. Song of the Year, I'm Just Ken. Uh, comeback of the Year, Britney Spears up against the weak category of Suits, King Charles, and the kind of strong sag after him. Yep. And then Breakout Star of the Year, which Don and Steve picked our first-round pick. Travis and Kelsey, yeah. but then we upped them. Like it's almost like Price is Right going a dollar over, and <laughs> we just did the whole Taylor effect because without yeah. the Taylor effect, there is no Travis. Oh, I love it! Yes. And the Taylor effect is like working even harder now that we had our latest episode of the TNT rom com yesterday. Asshat of the year continues to be the Brads, Chads, and Dads of the NFL who are screaming that we're enjoying uh, Taylor football. And then the last category, WTF, Ozempic, and we did that because it is a miracle drug. It really is. And it's like, uh, I've heard so many people say, what the hell, why didn't they invent this sooner? It's a game changer. And Sunday morning even did a profile on, on it this weekend yes. about what, uh, what a, a great, game changer, what a game changer and, this is. And what the hell. Yes. Yeah, so so I feel real, 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 real good about it. Um, and you worked hard. Lori worked hard for us last yes, week, Grant. Yes, she did. Yes, she worked did. Worked hard for the money. Did you, yeah. Should we hear a little bit of that deep voice? Yeah. Let's please, hear please. This, Let's is, hear this is the scandal. The MyTalk Awards Academy, <laughs> affectionately known as the Academy, <laughs> has received several complaints regarding the lack of adherence to the categories stipulated by the Academy for the MyTalk Awards. <laughs> Specifically, Team Lori and Julia in the category Best Movie of the Year for 2023 chose something Lori called TNT or Taylor and Travis, a romance story, or something about a relationship, that is not a movie. It's not even a show. It's a news story about a singer and a football player. Team Lori and Julia failed to abide by the category 
last year when they chose Johnny Depp and Amber Heard as reality show of the year. Again, this was not a show. It was a civil trial in a courtroom. But great guess. They were not penalized. This year, the penalty as this is actually the second violation of category <laughs> you lose your nomination, Lori and Julia, in the movie of the year category, and you do not get an alternate pick. This decision is final. The Academy has spoken. I, and I just, the Academy, I'd like, we'd like to thank the Academy for giving us, uh, you know, just such a good scandal to get this whole thing going. Oh, you know, I couldn't stop laughing. I know. So great. I couldn't stop laughing. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about the effect. This is Lori and Julia. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Now, Ann, we've heard that January has one of the highest rates for divorce filings than any other month of the year. And I'm wondering, is this because of the holidays, because of the new year starting? What's the deal? I think it really is affected by the holidays. I think a lot of people who are at a difficult point in their life try to maintain status quo for the sake of the children and the family during the holidays. They get through it and they kind of say, this is kind of my last straw. I need to move on. And again, you have your New Year's resolutions and it's the idea that now I can make those changes I need to and make a fresh start in my life. And if some of our people listening are thinking about divorce, what should their next steps be? Well, I really encourage people to start educating themselves. Start really gathering information and knowledge of their financial circumstances. A lot of people rely on the spouse to take care of it. Start educating yourself on that to be prepared. It'll also be more cost effective during the divorce proceeding. Call Tressler Law for your free one-hour divorce consultation. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I love this band, the TNT effect. That's right. That's right. The weekly TNT, the rom-com. It was hand hearts and shirts off because uh, it took place... This episode took place in Buffalo as Kansas City met the Bills in a playoff a, game. It was a good game. That poor kicker for the Bills. Oh, yeah. they, the Bills fans know that all too well. Ride it white. Felt so like, do we. It felt like a Vikings ending. Yeah, but they've experienced the same thing as us. They lost the Super Bowl that way. 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that wide right, there's been memes all over today. Wide right for the Bills fans. I feel bad for him, but we can sympathize as Vikings fans, but there's more important. Well, things. here's the thing. Even I, as a casual observer of Vi- of uh, football uh, stuff, even <laughs> I knew that Patrick Mahomes had never played on the road in a playoff game. Look at you. They've always played at home. They've never taken the road show on the road. And the Brads and Chads and Dads of the NFL were gleeful about Taylor was going to be crying and she's going to prove to be the bad luck charm. It's so strange to me that there's people have their undies in a bundle about her just being living her best life and you know having honest to God. having fun at the football game and enjoying the great american sport of football i wanted to be in that suite how much fun were they having it just looked like a blast for sure and just simply being there at the nfl games has made the game better for me as someone who's not really watching the fan, I'm just like watching the game that much. I mean, it makes it fun. And the the Taylor Swift effect is boosting the NFL. Remember in November when she went to her first game to see her boyfriend play. That first game, it was a Sunday night game. It was the highest Sunday night game since the Super Bowl. Okay, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Since the Super Bowl, she isn't that unbelievable, you guys. And and yeah. she helped grow the female viewership, mm-hmm. which apparently across several age groups, which has made the football bros furious. She had death threats. Okay, at the Bills game, people were like so wound up, and when um, there were the the Bills were kind of like booing. They showed this yeah. is like for the game. Oh, yeah. She just blew everybody kisses, and then she's got Jason Kelsey taking off his shirt, being the greatest fan ever, and like, I mean, it's just, it was just fun. It it's just fun. made it even I more fun. I have to admit, okay, before the game, I went to go look at the pictures. I wanted to know what she was wearing. Yes. I know that those coats were custom made by someone's wife on the team, that they wore those coats that she and Brittany Mahomes wore. I want to know and everything about it up. what it she's was doing. White with red stitching and a red hat instead of a white hat. I love it. That's because that's their home and away colors. So oh, she wore the white? away jacket okay. to match their wake. Thank you, Grant. Yes. Thank you. But yeah. the one that got me, and I'm wondering if you thought it was cringy, Grant, but when Travis scored, I think, his second touchdown and he made the heart sing- symbol to her, yeah, well, no, that was up to the whole box. The whole, well, the whole right. box I know. was his family. family yeah. But he made a heart symbol because he always just points. Yeah. 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 I thought think? it was sweet. I loved it. Was cheesy, it. Grant? I'm asking no. as a guy because I'm no. looking at your face. Because I love the bromanship between him and his brother, yeah. I I went to that was like, like just a, hey, shout out to the family. That was yeah. his brother was in there. You know, that if it you. Cute. It was cute. Hey, and maybe Kiki. it was directed at Taylor, but I think it was generally to the entire now family that was there. Kill. It was the entire. Entire yeah. crew, and How she's is she in part get of the entire the crew. Super Bowl? Huh? She, she will fly back if they're in the Super Bowl. Well, oh, one yeah. game at a time, Julie. Okay. We got to get through next week. Okay, one we got to get time. through the excitement of next week. But it's so fun. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love, I love that Jason took away what the haters were looking to criticize Taylor for. She wasn't peacocking. Jason, the brother, was the peacock, yeah. and yeah, it was, was to do fun things like yeah. hold up little fans with signs to show Taylor or roar and flex his 
you know, big hairy muscle. I'm like, get him in the Olympic stands. Jason Kelsey. He was even in the uh, the Bills Mafia tailgating section, taking shots with Bills Mafia before they. And game. do they drink out of a nasty bowling? They ball? do. They do that, they do. and they break tables. So they they oh put my. tables out, and they jump off of cars and snow piles. They break tables. They take shots out of bowling. Bills Mafia fan base is besides like Philly, there's no other fan base like it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And and then I I, I couldn't believe this. Market Watch reported that Taylor has helped add a hundred and twenty two million by conservative efforts to the NFL brand value. Imagine if they did a Taylor Swift jersey. They they would they would sell an honor. It would outsell every other jersey in the sports entertainment. It would really get uh, the football bros um, worked up. And then while everyone is complaining about it, let's do friendship bracelets. Yeah, for okay. the rest you of can us get wear. you can get Swift jerseys. When I went to the Vikings Kansas City Chiefs game, which she did not show up to, it was like one of the only games. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. she didn't come to. But I ran into a lot of young girls because you can make on NFL's website a custom jersey. They oh, put they go. put Swift as the last name and then the number eighty nine. Yeah, or somewhere that. thirteen. So you can custom make them. They just don't have them. You can you but can remember, custom make it. She doesn't. She has not partnered with anybody. No, no. her brand is pure. Yeah. 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 She is, I mean, partner behind the scenes, but no logos, no endorsements. Nope, that's why you mm-hmm. can do it as a, just like, say it's Swift, yep. but there's no affiliation to Taylor Swift other she than your pure. I want to shout out to K-Jam. She tweeted us yesterday, a retweet that somebody had said she thought we'd like it. I'm sorry, but the only sensible Super Bowl halftime show is Taylor <laughs> Swift singing while Jason Kelsey dances shirtless. Now, wouldn't that just be, that's, hyster- that's hysterical. And then CBS kept showing that one same Bills guy absolutely yeah, crying his yeah. eyes out. At the end of the game. At the end of the game. And I didn't realize, because, you know, I just love looking at the players and the numbers and finding out what their story is. And I was enchanted right away with the Bills quarterback because he was so tall and he was doing so much running. I was getting concerned. Okay. Okay. He was doing entirely too much running. He ran for 20 yards one time. Well, he was doing his job. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't see that real often. You're right. He is one of those runners where... He does a good job of it, but he doesn't protect his body, Julia. He tends to put his body <laughs> yeah, on yes. the line. I see. I he doesn't. It. He doesn't dive like a lot of coaches would be. Like just, just dive. Like Mahomes goes sideways yeah. to get down from the pack of uh, huge cattle that are mm-hmm. coming after him. But this Allen is just... Josh Allen. He's six five. Yeah, tall. Yeah, tall. But you know who? He's got a <laughs> brunette budget <laughs> romance going with. You know, a B-list version of Taylor and and uh, Who's Travis. Who's he dating? Haley Steinfeld. He is? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I like her. So they're the brunette version, B version of Taylor and Travis. You're so funny. <laughs> I didn't know that. Was she there yesterday? Yeah, but they don't they didn't show yeah. her. Or, okay. you know, maybe she wasn't in a box. I right. don't know. But, um yeah, it was Jason Kelsey being man of the people. I was just like, man. But it was a big weekend because the Packers, I thought they might pull it out against San Francisco. Yeah. They're going to be a big team next year. Mm-hmm. The Lions are NFC Center. We've still got them in it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Ravens. So next week, the Chiefs play the Ravens. I've got a dilemma next week because I've been rooting for the Chiefs and Travis and Jason this whole time, but my good friend is a backup quarterback for the Ravens. Well, if he goes in, you vote for him. 
That's true. <laughs> oh, I just, I'm worried. That's, that's kind of how it was, because he actually did play last year in the NFC Championship. He was a backup for San Francisco when Brock Purdy got hurt and he came oh, in. Oh, wait, but, that's your friend? Yeah, that's my buddy. So I've got oh, a little bit my. of a dilemma. Do I root for my buddy's team or do I root for my team that I've been rooting for all year? I think I'm sticking with Travis. I'm sorry. I don't think he'll know. No, he won't know. He won't. But you'll he, wish him luck. I wish him luck. He's not listening, so yeah. we're okay. You, are you sure? Yeah, he's not. Are you sure? Yeah, he's not. I heard he was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyway, it is making the NFL. I mean, those are fun games watching her. It's fun. It is. It's completely and, fun. And I mean, like, they show how many times have we had to suffer through, not that I have, because I am a fair weather <laughs> Jerry fan. Jones. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. you're going to say Eating yes. and doing all kinds of dumb stuff. And I'm like, he's no fun to and look at. Robert Kraft. Yes. Yeah, Robert yes. Kraft. So they own the team. Do, do people yell and they show Jack no. uh, Nicholson at the Lakers game? No. no. Or Eminem at a Lions game? No. No. I love you. Taylor is just lifting up, giving us, I mean, Brittany and I, have never talked on a football Sunday in our lives. Every week, we just have a little exciting exchange about the Taylor game of the day. It's hysterical. If the Chiefs make it and the Lions make it, we'll have Eminem and Taylor Swift in the same building. Okay, that'd be fun. That's kind of cool. All right, we'll be back. All right, everybody, you know how much we love Hammernix Flooring Solutions. And um, they're big sponsors of the St. Paul Winter Carnival. In fact, they are hosting the big tent, is the Hammernix Tent. At Rice Park. So if you're getting down to the Winter Carnival, um, lots of festivities are happening. Live music starting Thursday all the way through the weekend. You'll have fun down there. But also, I just wanted to read a quick testimonial about um, from Chris talking about how the staff is so knowledgeable and helpful. It's not like shopping at some of the other stores in town. Um, where people don't know what's going on. They'll spend the time with you. If you have a budget, they'll work within your budget. They have such a large selection and so many solutions. It's a really fun place to shop. There's financing available if that is something you need. And of course, you know, they have their all brand new hardwood floor division where they will come and sand and match hardwood floors and do whatever you need. They're fantastic. We love them. Hammernix.com for more information. Welcome back. You're listening to Lori and Julia on MyTalk1071.com. We're having a, a reunion that we haven't had in a long time. Dr. Doug Jarvis from Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. We thought it would be really fun to have you in studio because we always get emails. Um, people, The only always, emails I answer, the plastic I know, surgery Everyone ones. asks us, well, what should I do? What should I do? And we're like, well... Um, we're not plastic surgeons, but we've had plastic surgery. And Lori recently had a facelift and talked publicly about it, which I thought was so cool because, you know, as women and men, you wonder, well, when when do you start thinking of these things? You well, know? no one ever, first of all, Doug, Talks thank you for being it. here. No one ever talks publicly about it. Not in Minnesota. No. Yeah. And even in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's. It's more uh, discussed, if you will, or out in the open in other parts of the country, but here in the Midwest, particularly facial surgery, mm-hmm. uh, tends to be a little more close to the vest. It's my thing. I'm not going to tell everybody about it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's like this weird... They'll talk about their boobs. Right? They'll talk about sure. their tummy tucks. Yeah. But yeah, facial well, stuff is a little more quiet. Well, I have to admit, because when I was 40 and Lori was a little older... We both had brow lifts. Well, everyone knows she's four years older. Yeah. Um, we both had brow lifts from you, and we didn't say a word. And we our didn't eyelids. Say, and, and our we eyelids. didn't say a word. We didn't say a word. We were, like, word. embarrassed or ashamed. Or, I don't really I know, don't know, but we just made a pass. But it was, like, such a game changer. It's a quiet thing. That's all. It's yeah. private. It doesn't yeah. have to be public. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just thought I would be public about it, A, because we've been on the air 
for 21 years. So a lot of our audience, you know, is the same age, younger or older, but might be thinking. And I just thought, what the heck? I'm just going to be out loud about it and see if it was a liberating thing. And it it was. And people at the fair were like constantly coming up. So I'm like, we just got to have Dr. Jarvis on because... We're not bird certified plastic surgeons. We have a lot of questions. Okay, but before I get to them, our listeners have sent them in. Um, do you have, thank, first of all, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you know, you. last time I was here, almost about 20 years ago now, I had three boys under seven. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> and they were at the state fair that one time when they're all sitting there watching dad on the radio. They yeah, yeah. It. And yeah. now they're all, they're grown no, they're ups. All grown men, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing their thing. Yeah. And you grew up in the cities and went to St. Thomas and the University of Minnesota for your medical degree and then went to Vanderbilt and Boston. I went to B- Boston University first mm-hmm. for general surgery and then I ended up at Vanderbilt for plastics. And then How did you... Here. Because you, you're from my side of town, I am. Um, Cottage Grove guy, and you had you were interested in biology. I was. I mean, were you always interested in science? Well, yes. When I was uh, a junior in high school, I took an anatomy class to, to fill a science requirement. Sure. Uh, and from then on, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. Really? And that's when it started. And did, did you know surgery was going to no, be? No, I was going to be a cardiologist. But okay. when I got to med school and started, you know, I started figuring things out. You mm-hmm. do your rotations and you learn about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a I'm a doer, a fixer, so I had to get my hands in it. Yeah. Um, then I started my general surgery residency, and one of the first rotations I did was cardiac surgery. Oh. And I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. People are really sick and. There's no real lifestyle. You know, you're on call all the time. You can call the middle of the night on Christmas morning, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of boring, to be honest with you, because they do about five operations. I did plastics the very next one, and the attending was charming, and he had a good lifestyle. And (laughs) we operated in the face and the body and the arms and the hands and everywhere. It was just, it was so fascinating to me. And, like, it was within a week of being on the plastic surgery rotation that I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. And and how long do you go to school to do that? Because I know there's board certification. What's the, because we always say. 15 years some, after 15 high school. 15 years, wow. After high school. After high yeah. school, wow. If people have questions, you can feel free to call 651-641-1071. I've got, we do sure. have questions, but I think it's also good. You know, do you know your history? Because it's an interesting profession. And um, we've watched Botched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever watch Botch, honey? I, my my wife does once yeah. in a while, so I'll I'll see it. Um, the those two guys are really good surgeons, mm-hmm. by the way, and I, I I like how they project our profession because they're very realistic and they're mm-hmm. honest, and they do a nice job of fixing stuff. Um, the one thing I don't like is that it makes it seem like it's everything out there is botched. Oh, right, when, right, right. When, okay, when a yeah. vast majority of what we do, 99.9% is, mm-hmm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it can, I guess, frighten uh, people sure. who are okay. maybe not sure they want to do it. Right. So, but they're good guys. Um, they're very talented. Mm-hmm. They do a nice job. Have you repaired botched surgery? Oh, for sure. You have. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. the most common? Is it boobs or? For me, probably breast. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just more common, right? You know, is that the number one thing people go if if you because you do free consultations? If I want to go into Minneapolis plastic surgery and get a consultation, is the number one thing 
people come in for breast still, or has it changed over the years? No, it's it's still across the country and in my practice. The more the most common thing is breast surgery, whether it's a breast augmentation, a breast lift, and maybe not so much breast reduction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then body and face are kind of neck and neck, you know, with tummy tucks, liposuction, arm lifts, stuff like that. And then of course the you know, the big stuff like facelifts and eyelids and rhinoplasties, nose, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. So um, we've got Leah on the line. Grant, are we going to put Leo on the line? Um, Leah, hello. Do you have a cl- question for Dr. Jarvis? Yeah. So Dr. Jarvis, about 25 years ago, one of my kids was in a bicycle accident and you repaired his forehead. Um. I had the presence of mind to ask for a plastic surgeon to do the work, and you did it. Did a fantastic job. Now, my question: I have had breast cancer and a lot of work done. Have you seen any difference in people who want to have facial work, like a facelift or anything like that, after going through chemo? Okay, so her question, because Doug was, thank you for the call, Leah. Um, so, yeah. first of all, you did her son's surgery a long time ago, and she did have the wherewithal because you can ask if someone's been, had a traumatic injury for a plastic surgeon when you're in the emergency room, yeah. correct? And so that's always good to know. And she had breast cancer, and she wants to know if, I think I've got this right, Leah, if after cancer it affects your face or something. Is that your chemo. question? Chemo. The chemo. chemo. The chemo. Yeah, the chemo can um First of all, thank you for the compliment on taking care of your your child. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, um, stress, uh, sunlight, aging, smoking, chemotherapy can certainly accelerate aging, um, uh, particularly in the face. Skin's a little thinner there, so certainly it would be something that I've seen and probably will continue to see. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your cancer. Are, are you doing well, I hope? Yes, I am now 10 years old. Oh, oh, that's congratulations. terrific. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Thanks, Leah. I'm alive. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. She said, thanks, I'm alive. I mean, that's so yeah. great. Congrat. I mean, that's a biggie. Okay, now we have Pam. Pam, you're on My Talk 1071. Do you have a question for Dr. Jarvis? Yes, I do, and it's re- in regards to tummy tucks. Okay. So my, question, my question is, when you get a tummy tuck, do you always have the ugly scar that goes across. I I definitely understand that it fades over time, but kind of do you always have that scar that goes kind of from one side of your waist to the other? So by by definition, a tummy tuck will have to cut out the skin and there will be an incision and subsequently a scar. Length of it kind of depends on how much skin you have. Um, Our goal is always to keep that scar um, as minimal as possible in regards to length and also to placement, uh, per, I, I personally prefer to keep it as low as possible so that your underwear and most styles of swimwear will hide it. Mm-hmm. Um, in my experience, most patients, that scar heals quite nicely, and it's usually thin and nearly invisible. Not always, of course, because there's going to be some incision there. But I can tell you, after doing this for almost 30 years... I've never had a woman come and tell me afterwards, give me my skin back because I don't like my scar. (laughs) I've never had that happen. (laughs) 
Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Pam, for the call. And if other people want to call, yeah, um, you can call us at six five one six four one one zero seven one. Grant will get your name. In the meantime, okay. So I got a lot of questions. We got a lot of emails last week when we talked about you coming on. Is there a time? Okay, because I think as we age, a lot of women are worried about their eyelids. Is there a time when? you've waited too long to get your eyelids done or how invasive is that surgery in the downtime? Well, you really don't wait too long. I mean, it just, the longer you wait, the more loose it becomes. Okay. And I just need to remove a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but also with eyes, as you guys have already talked mm-hmm. about, it's not just the eyes. Sometimes it's the brow and there's a combination of the two. So usually by the time you're in your, you know, 50s and 60s, you're probably going to need both your brow and your upper lids. Which is why we did preventative because someone told us in Hollywood, (laughs) all the Hollywood women do brow and eyes like late 30s, early 40s. And we're like, if they're doing it, we're doing it. Yes, because you're trendsetters. (laughs) There, There you go. There you go. Okay. And the thing also about the eyes is, you know... I think um, Kenny Rogers had had horrible he had plastic a brow left. surgery. Oh, bad! You know, and he just lost his look. Um, but do a lot of men just because he did a brow lift, right? Or he went? Yeah, he had a facelift for sure, and okay. probably a brow because he uh, didn't have his manly ridge anymore. Yeah. So there's. I'm not a big fan of overdoing anything in the face. I mean, I'm from here, as you know, yep. Cottage Grove guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a Midwesterner, and I my philosophy with facial surgery is I want to make you look rested and better, but I am not going to give you that overdone look. The, the the Kenny Rogers or the Joan Rivers or the the Phyllis Diller name the, the yes. celebrity from the yeah. past uh, that had their surgery and their lips are pulled back and their eyes are so wide they can't close them. I, that, that's just not my style. Uh, and it's not the style or the preference of people here in the Midwest. Right. I mean, you want to look better, mm-hmm. right? But you want to still look like you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So that's that's been my philosophy, and I've stuck to it over the years. I've actually turned people away who, you know, they come in and they pull real. They go, oh, "This is what I want to look like," and I go, "That's great. You can go do that, but I'm not going to be the guy to do it for you." Right. right. Yeah, you'll have to find someone else. Oh, I I can't imagine because you see them and you're just like, sure. "Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what happened there?" It's a little less common now yeah i think the techniques have become more rejuvenating the way my philosophy mm-hmm. is I yes think more people are falling into that that uh, line of thinking rather than you know the overdone look which was back in the day sort of i think people are more relaxed now yeah i'm I, curious if you're gonna see more like tummy tucks with um the success of ozempic and some of these the, the weight loss for sure for sure for sure. And because yeah. that's so those that's are, a game changer. game changers for people to lose it's weight. Absolute game changer. So there's still a lot of uh you know, we still need to do an, some research and, and whatnot about some of the side effects of some of these drugs. Um and we're doing that. I mean, uh not plastic surgeons in general, but uh your your internists and your uh your clinics that are specializing in mm-hmm. this stuff. But uh, I've seen a lot of people with large weight loss with tummies and their breasts and their arms and their necks, their face. It's such a game changer. And you got to do something with the skin. Right. When you Mm -hmm. lose anywhere from 30 to 50, 60, 70 pounds, I mean, you're going to have some loose skin. You are. All right. We're going to take a quick break, Beth. If you want to ask your question to uh, Grant off the air, 
And then we'll come back with it, Grant. Or if you can hold on, this is Lori and Julie on my talk. We will continue our conversation with Dr. Jarvis from Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Um, we are delighted to have Dr. Uh, Jarvis with us from Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. His partners are Dr. Singh and Dr. Tholen. And um, during the break, I have two things to say. You know, one of the things that Lori was so impressed about working with you guys, and we have been in the past, is talking about your fully accredited on-site surgical center and how well your patients are treated before and the aftercare. I mean, you raved about it, Lori. Well, I mean, Jill, she was like, she was my nurse 20 years ago. <laughs> but yeah, there. But just, I've been very blessed to have several of my staff with me for a long over time. 20 years. Yeah. yeah, it's been very really, good. And it just really, everyone was just, you know, so nice and, and uh, very compassionate, I guess, was the feeling I had because I think people are very nervous about plastic yeah. surgery, even mm-hmm. even though you're electively doing it, it's still nerve wracking. I think one of the things that separates us with having our own facility is that when when you see a Jill, for instance, mm-hmm. in the preoperative consult, Jill's also my nurse. Yes, you're going to see Jill in the OR that day. Yeah, she's going to help you get ready. She's going to prep you, mm-hmm. and and then afterwards you're going to see Jill for your post ops. Yes. So mm-hmm. you had this continuity of care from beginning to middle to end. It's really nice and. That's a that's a that's a blessing and a privilege for us to have that because mm-hmm. most places don't have that. Yeah, so you we're do. pretty lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to the questions. All right, so Beth <laughs> called and Beth wants to know about what Lori would call my Italian peasant arms. <laughs> so the surgery where you literally do surgery to um, tighten the skin from your elbow to your armpit or what? I don't the even lunch know. lunch lady arms. Yes. <laughs> school Tell bus us arms. About it. School yes. bus arms, whatever you want to call it. My arm, sister yeah. had a friend who just did it, and she said, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. So the, the two things that treat the arms are liposuction, and that would be if you didn't have a lot of loose skin, maybe you got a little bit of fluff there, and you want to have a little more definition. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can have more definition of your bicep and tricep, and that's a great operation if you're that candidate. If, however, the skin's more loose, you know, hangy, the, the uh, school bus driver arm sort of yeah. thing, lunch lady arms, then we do something called a brachioplasty, and that scission is on the inside of the arm. It goes from uh, inside the armpit and just down to, but not across, the elbow. We place it so that it's more on the inside of the arm, so it's it's inconspicuous. Like a good so, sewing seam. Yes, a good right. sewing seam. I love it. That's a good a place good to hide it. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, and it heals, you know, in most cases, again, pretty darn good. And people that get it... Um, Again, I'll go back to what I said about tummy tucks. They don't come back and go, give me my skin back because mm-hmm. I don't like my incision. Because as we're, you know, we're more active as we're older and you don't want to have the sometimes the arm situation because I cannot work out with right. um, my armpits covered. I have to wear a tape. When I play pickleball or tennis, I just, I have to. And it's like, oh, dear, here they come again. Yeah, but Joey, you're, you're not, you I don't know. have any But I mean, I know people and, who have done the yeah. arms and, and I think it is really satisfactory. I think you know? it's a great operation. Yep. Grant, do we have a question? Yes, Chris is on line one. Oh. Okay, Chris, hi. Do you have a question for Dr. Jarvis? Yeah. Hi, doctor. Hi, Chris. Uh, I was just wondering, I, I keloid scar all over the place, um, and I'm wondering how a plastic surgeon deals with that tendency of a body to do that. So um, people think that keloid kind of addresses every uh, spectrum of the scar, when in reality, uh, scars go from hypertrophic, which is where they're a bit thin, a bit red, and they get thicker and thicker to the point where they are 
uh, a pathological concern and they become keloid, which usually doesn't stop. So most people are probably on the hypertrophic side, and there are some things that we can do uh, to minimize it in the beginning. And if it starts to happen, we can have some things that we can do to help treat it while it's going on. But okay. but most people are not true keloid formers. They're more hypertrophic scarring. Okay. Well, I've got some, like, super wide fat scars from surgeries in the past. So uh, just, just curious. Thank you. Yeah. yeah and- Thank you for the question. And you can go MPLS, MPLS, MN.com and or I'll give out the number 763-545-0443. And your consults are, are complimentary. They are. We you do know. request that you put down $100 to hold the spot. Okay, yeah, but we don't yes. We don't run the card if, yep. unless yeah. you don't show. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Right. Okay, now this is a question, and I this is a serious question, and I'm only bringing it up today because it's part of Sex Monday, and... They they did all these different studies of male body parts, you know, and what people find attractive. And no one can find a scrotum attractive, Doug. I'm just going to... No, but have you done a scrotoplasty? Never. Never. How about no. the other one, the, the other, the you know, lifting them up? Uh, no. Nothing. No, Not you once. haven't. Not okay, ever. all right. So there's no call for that here. I've so never far. even been asked. You haven't. No. All right. So that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lori's been obsessed with that one. Grant, I know that you want to communicate with me. There's an email that came in asking a question here. Do you mind if would you Please, see read it? it to from it. Donna uh, from yeah. Donna that says here, have you ever discouraged plastic surgery, especially with a late teen, early twenties uh, parents who mm. seemed who seem to think that they need to do. Uh, to reach perfection like so many reality TV celebs do. So do you, especially with late to early 20s, do you would discourage plastic surgery at that age? You mean late teens to early 20s? Yes, late teens to early 20s. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't just out of pocket say that I discourage all of them at that age because some of their concerns can be real and valid. But part of my job is to evaluate, you know, uh, reasons and, and uh, why people are looking for surgery if they're, you know, for instance, she's trying to save a marriage or she thinks she's going to be um, uh, a movie star or something like that, then, you know, then I would have to have a little longer talk with that. But if if I find that there's a, a reason for uh, not doing it or they're not, you know, stable for mm-hmm. emotionally or, or uh, maybe they have some uh, illnesses that need to be addressed, uh, but I wouldn't just say routine that I would discourage that because... Sure. You know, if you're in your late teens, early twenties, you have something that bothers you and it's legit. You know, right. then yeah. I would, you know, discuss it with them. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I guess, yeah, it would be, I suppose, the same if somebody, a man or woman, came to you and maybe they waited too long and they were like eighty-two and they wanted to have a facelift and maybe they were so wrinkled and you're like, I don't know if I can help you. Well, that and, you know, the safety of safety doing surgery of on someone who's 82. Being yeah. put under for that yeah. long. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay, and is is there such a thing as a mini facelift? Or if someone, like, is struggling with their neck, can you just do a neck? Or Please say what you said to me. Just I'm curious. Because <laughs> this is something that affects people. Sure. I mean, you, a neck lift is very similar to a facelift. Okay. Um, they're very similar, uh, similar incisions. The general rule of thumb, or at least my opinion, is uh, mini lift, mini results. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, if, if you're going to do this, do it. Okay. And and get the result you're looking for. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
I agree. Because I, I think that that was where you started, Well, I, that's it? where I was like, Doug, can't you just do a neck lift? And he, he, Doug was like, uh, a neck lift basically is a face lift. Right, <laughs> right. You know. It is. Because in their great, great results. Oh, and if, yeah. And if... Um, I'm thrilled. Okay. I'm so Thank happy. You. And I'm Thank so you. happy with the age that I did it at, too, you know. Yes. Is that um, it? We're wrapping up. It was so great. And if we have more questions, we'll send it to you. But remember, you can get a free consultation. Yeah. Um, call and see Doug and his team at um, Minneapolis Plastic Surgery, 763-545-0443. Thank you for your time. Because these are the questions we always get asked. We love it that you're here to be the professional answer. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been great to be back in here with you guys. Right. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you.